farm. E-I-E-I-O. <laughs>up y'all this is the flintlock faction i am your host jay flintlock once again welcome to the scummiest show on the internet i'm here with big perm what's up tell them tell them what's up what's going on everybody how's it going so like it like every new guest we have already i'm stumbling over my words long day at work anyways uh like every new guest we're gonna start off with anarchist anonymous a little bit of aa Tell us your story, Big Perm. So, <clears throat> I was raised in a, a, a very small southern town by, um, my father did 23 years in the Air Force, then uh, 26 years for Lockheed, and uh, so I, I've, I've always lived in these small-ass southern fucking bootlicking towns, and, um, and religion was was another big fucking thing. So, um, I started like seeing the light. So, um, of course, living in the South, um, a lot of my friends were fucking really racist pieces of shit, skinheads, like really fucking really bad people. Um, like, uh, we used to wear these shirts that were, it's a company called Southern Pride. And, um, it was like a fucking rebel flag with like a girl like half naked with like a rebel flag t-shirt on and like we're like 14 years old like this is like how young it goes back so i moved out of the south <coughs> when i was all right so let me back up so um when i started to see the light it was um whenever my my mom used to like shame me whenever i wouldn't go to church with them every sunday they would like go out and like spend a bunch of money and eat and be like and brag about it whenever they came back home and like so i started to just like rebel that's like when i started to fucking rebel um, um i started selling weed at fucking 15 years old uh, I started smoking weed at like um, eighth grade, summer of summer of seventh grade. Uh, me and my buddies, we had, it was like four of us, and uh, we used to fucking uh, break into people's garages. <laughs> not break in, sorry, we were not breaking in. We were just walking into an open garage um, and opening the fridge and taking some liquor out of it. Um, and that's what kids do. It. Yeah, that's what kids do, exactly. We were going to return it maybe one day. Um, but anyway, so, um, you know, we used to get in, like, we built this badass tree fort in this, like, uh, block of woods that um, that was uh, 
right by our houses. We all like rode bikes and we all like called each other's moms and told them that we were staying at, um, you know, oh, I'm going to go stay at Kevin's house. Kevin called Kevin or Tom and told um, Kevin's mom called Tom or told Tom that, you know, he was going to stay at his house. And so everybody was covered. We were fucking covered. And uh, we got a bottle of 151 Wild Turkey. And two of my buddies drank probably half of it, like chugged it. And the other one drank like some of it. And then I had some of it too. And um, they got like alcohol poisoning. So we didn't know what the fuck to do. And one of them was, uh, we'll call him the Rhodes. <laughs> Their nickname was uh, Dirt Rhodes because he's, he was like three brothers Okay. And they were just like the most fucking redneck, just fucking crazy motherfuckers, like would just fight. Their their house was terrible. I mean, their dad was a piece of shit. Like his brother like held his dad at knife point because he had his mom like up the wall, like by her throat. Like just crazy. This is like kids. Like we're like 14 and they're like his brother's like maybe 16 at the time. So, um, <laughs> That's when, like, my rebellion and and finding out about, you know, anarchy and, and, and all different things of just fuck the system. And um, the biggest the biggest thing that really fucked me up was when I was 16 years old and I was driving home. So I grew up in a nice, beautiful beach town of Destin, Florida. Okay. If anybody's listening from Destin, I'm sure they know who the fuck I am. Fuck you. Um, Damn. So. Hostility. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Destin is like just the worst, hate, most hateful place in the world. Everybody okay. hates you for doing good. Um, but it's like a very rich place. Like uh, I used to work for Emeril Lagasse on his private sport fish boat. And um, for I've worked for um, some very, very high class people that I'm not going to name. But. Um, Emerald Gossi is one of my good friends and, um, he hates people saying bam. Saying bam? Yeah, that was like his, uh, catch. He did like a show. Emerald Gossi is like a famous cook. He's like a really famous, he got rich off the food network. Okay. So his like, um, thing was like, bam, like throw some spice on it, whatever. He was like <laughs> a dude from Louisiana. Okay. So, um, you know. I worked with a lot of like these rich people and for some reason my personality just like grasps with people and they just want to share everything about me. So like at a young age, like these rich ass people that are, you know, CEOs and, and have made money through all kinds of different fields of, of legal fields. And I don't know, they said it was legal, but, um, and they're like, they're like telling me like, you know, this is how we make money. Like we do this, this, you know, move this around and trade your profit over here. And then, you know, like you're fuck, you know, fuck the government. Like, you know, like how to offset things. So like at a young age, like I had a company at 18 years old, um, for cleaning boats. And, um, I was like, fuck this. I'm not going to pay taxes. So I just like tried to do tax evasion for a couple of years. Like, of course that caught up to me cause I'm in the legal cannabis industry now. Um, okay. For the NSA who's but, listening, um, maybe yes. you stopped looking at dick yeah, pics. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, no, the NSA probably um, knows exactly what I'm doing right now, and I'm lighting a blunt and looking right at them, so it's fine. Um, They're more interested in your dick pics, dude. Trust me. Oh, I know. My phone's full of them, too. I feel bad because <laughs> it's like two inches of fury. <laughs> Excellent. I feel that. I feel that hard. <laughs> so um, let's like – so we're, you know – Fast forward, I met my, I'll talk more about this uh, wonderful woman, um, my fiance, and uh, she really changed me, and uh, moving to, to uh, Detroit changed me too. Um, you can't just walk around throwing around the N-word down there. You will get fucking shot if you are not black, you know what uh, I mean? Dude, no cap. Not even if you're a friend, no cap. You wow. will get shot dead in the fucking street. Like they don't fuck around up here, Holy and that's cow. when I was like, "Oh this my god, my I, need to, space. <laughs> I need to check myself. I need to check myself and realize that." Open my fucking eyes, like holy shit! And like when I moved to the north, I hate to say this, but everyone in the south is completely dumbed down to any bit of like knowledge, unless you're gonna investigate that shit. You know what I mean? Um, okay influence is really big in the south so people follow in their parents footsteps and all that shit so if your parents are republican you're a republican you know um that was like a major thing and <clears throat> i've lost a lot of friends because of my views that i see now oh and dude i haven't don't even we know all? what to call myself but you know i'm i'm pro i'm i'm pro um Fuck, I'm pro liberty, freedom. I'm pro. I'm pro liberty. I'm pro freedom. Um, I'm a. Li I would call myself if I was gonna say anything, like, really softly. If if I was someone's gonna ask me, I'm a libertarian. But <laughs> I'm not. Obviously. That's why I tell my friends. Um, that, yeah. That and being all honest here, big perm is um someone that could be figured out so you know i'm a libertarian that's all it is we'll keep it at that okay okay well i i'd say uh if anything you're pro green i mean fuck man i am pro actually you know what um i am actually what did my what did Brittany? Brittany can confirm what we are um i can't remember what she said but have it's like pro green test? yes i have Okay. I can't remember. I took it last night, actually, with her. And um, some of my views lie in some places. It's funny to look at it. Um, like, when you look at the, the map of everything. But I don't know what I am, but I'm, I'm pro-green for sure. I can tell you that. Okay. Um, I can't remember the term that it is, so I'm not going to say it. Um, anything that comes out of my mouth is true. Um, so I won't say it if I don't know it. Um, but we can circle back at that. Okay. When Brittany comes back. Yep. Brittany will come back. Okay. Um, so speaking of your business, let's get into it. The meat and potatoes of the episode. We're going to talk about how the government gets in the way of your business. Mm. So what goes it, what goes into the, like, what goes into being a farmer, Farmer Brown? So, <clears throat> what goes into being a commercial cannabis farmer? Um, a lot of things. So, 
for one, um, we are one of the few, I think we are the largest outdoor um, pro like grows in Michigan right now by plant count and um, by acreage. Um, so like last year was our first year of operations. Um, it was a shit show. Um, we had some fucking just, you know, we grabbed some people. We, our head grower was from Colorado and um, he was just a drunk piece of shit, like cheating on his wife, caught him cheating with a worker. He got fired. Uh, it was just a shit show, man. Fuck, it, but we, we, we ended up making do with what we had and um, we ended up harvesting last year we grew 4,500 plants and um, we lost 1,800 plants that were finished to frost and snow because uh, we weren't organized enough. I bet that and, was heartbreaking. Um, it was heartbreaking. And the worst heartbreaking thing was, is we didn't even have our, our license in our hand until it was actually, we had our, sorry, we had our license, but we didn't have our field approved until July 22nd. So we were toting in 10 gallon pots, like five foot trees, pretty much in 10 gallon pots and putting them in the, into the ground last year. So we were running like, I mean, it was, it was bone breaking, back breaking work. Um, I come from commercial fishing and charter fishing and that's fucking hard work. And farming is just a notch above because you can't fucking rinse yourself off with any type of water and there's no fucking wind. Wow. Jesus. <laughs> to tell okay. you the truth. Um, it's it's rough so this year we're way more organized and last year we only had a little hoop house not i say little but it was like a mm, a quarter acre of okay. hoop houses um those got um th so those were like our our head house last year now we have two giant ten thousand um square foot buildings um that are fully decked the fuck out. Um, insulated, nice floors, lighting. We can multi-purpose the rooms. Um, and last year we didn't have anywhere. So we get into like, um, it's uh, September 28th or 27th. And uh, our, head, our head grower goes, Hey guys, where are we gonna put all this flour at that we're harvesting? Oh wow, okay. So what and happened? The ma the manager, the the farm manager, and all this played out for for the better, to remove people and, and things happen and stuff. To like remove that. people. Um, I mean, when that was such a nice way of putting it. I, I don't want to be mean. <laughs> Let's be real here. Um. Some of these are still coworkers, so I have to talk nice about them. Um, but we uh, we made it work. Um, we brought in like 35 pack van units and wired, ran just straight 200 amp service wire across, like dug it like you know four feet, ran it to the pack vans from our because we have like a 1600 amp service. So we have our own transformer. We've actually brought 
power into this little town that we're in. We brought six, like uh, brand new telephone poles up M43, which is a pretty major highway. And um, we brought in, um, we're about to give the whole town um, Wi-Fi for free. Wow. That's so another, you, that's you changed thing. this whole fucking town around just because of your business. This whole, between our business and four other grows, we have made um, this town actually like be able to survive. So one thing that people don't think about is in any business, 67% of every dollar that you make goes back to your local community. Okay. So every, so, so 60, so 67% of every, everything you make goes back to your local community being through hiring, um, workers, um, construction, um, power. I mean, it, it goes so far across the board just to the local community. Right. The economy is just like, it's, it's just kickstarts. I mean, so the the um for instance the fire marshal has a brand new 2020 f-150 for his fire truck which for his fire marshal vehicle which he had like a 2005 f-150 before um and um last year we put on a a thirty thousand dollar firework display and there was traffic backed up for six miles for people coming from all over towns to come to this firework display in this little town. Wow. So the cool thing about Michigan, the cool thing about, well, the weird thing and cool thing about Michigan is, is is it's a very big piece of land and there's a lot of small towns. When you look at Michigan on like a map, like a digital map, you'll see like Detroit. And then if you zoom in closer, you might see Lansing pop up and then, um, maybe like if you zoom in closer, Kalamazoo and other things will pop up, but there's so many little communities in there that are just, I mean, they're drive-through communities. You don't even know it's a, it's a township. Um, cool thing about Michigan is like local authority Trump state. Okay. Which is really weird. That is crazy. And That's then, awesome. And then state Trump's government. Okay, so, so like Michigan, from a minarchist perspective, that's like amazing. Yes, I mean from a minarchist, yes, exactly. Um, it's it's set up pretty cool. Um, so the people do kind of control things. Um, before we got this company up and running, we were in a township called Ross Township um, in Michigan, and these people raised $90,000 to go against us. They were holding pictures of their, it started with a meeting of like six people in the town hall. This is in the town that you, you guys like, that you guys set, this is the, in in the town that you guys set up shop in. (laughs) The first place we tried. So we, we, we had, this is, so we tried two places. The first place that I'm talking about is, is Ross Township. It didn't work. So they raised $90,000 through the whole entire board out. They all got um, voted out. And um, the community raised $90,000 to go against us. And they were going to sue us. If we for were going to. For like on putting what up a, um, 
Because in Mich the way I was speaking about how the local Trumps state Trumps. So they found some something about the board members were like there was some someone found a little law that had been written like a hundred years ago that said that amount of time and nobody had caught it and um because it's just a small fucking town that nobody cares about but once you cause a little bit of ruckus you get all these people that come out of the cracks and just i mean completely just i mean flip things upside down i mean there were people in this town meeting coming up and this 18 year old kid i wasn't allowed to come to them because um, I would have probably fought people. I mean, people were literally like trying to like, I mean, it was bad. We had to have like some, like, um, like, like our lawyer security. was there. Yeah, our lawyer was there and she has a, a driver that's private security. Um, and um, like they were holding up pictures of their kids and this 18 year old kid got up on the stand and started crying and was like, I just don't understand how you want to come into my town and grow pot. And I have to drive by that every single day and just know that that could ruin my life. It's the devil's and lettuce. It's the devil's lettuce. Like, why would you, like, the kid literally, like, was like, I think we have a recording. I'll try to send it to you. <laughs> why are you doing yeah. this to us? He was literally like, why That's are you funny. doing this to me? Not to us. Like, he, like, slowly Oh, was, to like, him personally. Literally. And then some <laughs> lady was like, some some girl was like, my grandfather gave me 20 acres fucking 40 years ago, and I just want to build a house on it now, and I can't build a house on it because the smell. And then someone came up and said that we were going to use so much water. We were going to use 900 million gallons of water Okay. in one year of growing, and wow. we would drain Lake Michigan by a certain time period. Wow. So Brittany's wow. here. I'm talking about Ross Township. We're talking about how basically Big Perm is, is the devil, and he's going to drain Lake Michigan with your guys' farm. No. Yep. That's so, what they say. So this person had made some kind of mathematical equation that he thought that we were going to use 900 million gallons of water, and we would drain Lake Michigan by 30 years or so. It was something crazy, which – People don't know this, but you know, Nestle pays a hundred dollars a year to pull as much water from the Great Lakes as they want to. Really? Prefer yeah. Hundred dollars hundred dollars a year, as many gallons. So if anybody's drinking Nestle out there, came straight from Lake Michigan and I paid them that about a week ago. Yeah, fuck you, Nestle, and you Nestle drinkers, <laughs> you're drinking is piss. Fuck you. But anyways, <laughs> No, but so oh, that's a awesome. that's a damn good water bill. Um, that's yeah, also fucking crony capitalism. That's corporatism at its finest. Yes, it is. Um, and we found out that you can pay like two hundred dollars, and if you have a spring, you can bottle the water and sell it. Dude, that's on your that's property. Tight. So if you have like a, yeah. a natural spring on your property that's it's fed, you can bottle that water. And sell it to the public. Yeah, anyone can. It. Anyone can for two hundred dollars. Yes. Damn. I think it has to pass some kind of chlorination test, so I think it might fail for your urine. <laughs> Damn. And probably for alcohol too. I'm sure. <laughs> I bet of that in your urine. Wow. Um. 
but anyways, so I wanted to jump real quick. So Brittany, what are exactly if you were to call us what we're what is it you said the other night? So we're green libertarian. You're green libertarian. That's pretty groovy, man. Green libertarian with some views on some other sides of things, um, of course. But um, that's what we call ourselves is green libertarians. Well, I got some questions for you guys. Uh, Anyways, so back to that. So that was... That was a failed attempt. So that Ross Township was failed. Yeah. So that didn't, that never happened. We never even broke ground. We had 270 acres that we paid like a ridiculous, like cheap price for. Um, And so we never got, we never, we never broke ground. These people in us out of Ross Township with their, their, their fetuses, with birth effects and the THC in the water from the THC in the water oh my gosh I forgot about that so they said that the the THC was going to poison the water table and it would be in the water so everybody would be consuming THC because you know THC is water um soluble soluble, you know right from the plant you know not not pretty fucking (laughs) awesome I wish it was because I'd be hydrating I'd be a hydrate as fuck in Michigan I would yeah. be if you could if you could uh, water solute solute THC people would be shooting it up. Right, but That's like really uh, right. the water in California is like point five, like it's like point five percent Xanax, but like no one's freaking out about it because people keep flushing their Xanax. What? Yeah, dog. For Can real. Can you buy that? Uh, yeah, I mean, fuck. I guess. Can you buy bottles of that? No, I'll, it's I'll, I it's will in the tap water. Go to California, if I if I have to. Just open your mouth What's in the that? shower. It's in the tap water. Oh, dude, I'm moving to California. Fuck Michigan. <laughs> I mean, you guys can just move <laughs> your business. I'm sure they'll be fine with it, but they're on fire right now, and people, are, people yeah. are dying from heat. So. Fuck California laws. Really? Yeah, fuck California laws. Okay, so actually, Except that for, was you know at least people can have thirty okay. round bags now. That was one of the questions. Actually, was uh, what's the diff? What's like the difference between laws in different states concerning growing? Okay, so Michigan, I'm gonna say this very uh, proudly, but if you're gonna come to Michigan, you're gonna smoke the cleanest freaking can, cleanest fucking cannabis that you could ever fucking possibly smoke okay. because our laws are so motherfucking ass tight that you cannot have like okay so the first year of us growing we had probably uh, a 55 60 percent failure rate of 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 our cannabis being tested in the labs because of um particles sand we yeah. failed for sand like visuals so really? essentially in michigan the testing is so strict that cannabis has to be cleaner than food wow and they're stricter yeah including microbials so the food that people are eating in grocery stores is more moldy than the weed they're smoking that By was like another question times. was like what's I'm the difference even, between I'm not growing even, 
Sorry, I'm interrupting. My sincerest apologies. No, go ahead. No, I was just saying that um, the levels are just so low of a cutoff for mold and mildew and and pesticides. You cannot even, there's 60 something pesticides that you cannot even test at all. At all. Not even, not even a trace. It has to be completely indeed. No data, you know, nothing available. And, and so the FDA, if you look at the FDA, if you were to pull up the FDA's food laws right now and see what their cutoffs are for microbials and, and for pesticides and for um, um, metals and so many other things, you would be blown the fuck away. Literally vomit. I'm sure that makes you like, proud of your oh my product. God, I'm, but like, does oh, that, it does, but it also throws it, it throws so many fucking like pretty much goddamn roadblocks. Like I'm talking about like some serious roadblocks in the way. Um, because we grow outdoors, you have to remember that we don't have any climate controlment. Okay. So we have to rely on Mother Nature. We have to rely on predatory mites to fight off um, insects that want to hurt the cannabis plant because the cannabis plant is a very unique plant. It, it gives off pheromones. Things are very attracted to it. Obviously humans love it. <laughs> um, but also like a deer can decimate um, a cannabis crop in like five hours. Like they just deer literally love pot. So um, is that why you were that, uh, hiring security? <laughs> yeah um no we always have security but um okay we have uh we have 12 foot fences with three ro- rows of barbed wire and um holy shit yeah we have 533 cameras okay and 22 acres so i could see your eye color um at any point you ever get cheech and chong trying to break in <laughs> Actually, um, Tommy Chong, um, I actually have met him at an event at Oh, dude. Times. Was it rad? Yeah. No, I mean, he fucking sat down on the couch and was probably, like, as baked as he could possibly be. I mean, I mean. He was chilling. He was chilling. And he was just sitting there getting paid to get high. Nothing That's like pretty cool. rad, but also, like, disappointing. Yeah. Um, like, the coolest, like, story I, I have is, um would probably be um, Pat Oswald. Do you know who that is? Yeah, I know who Pat Oswald is. So, um, I know his grandson, like, very well. And okay. He, he, when Pat died, when he died, um, Pat had a whole bunch of just like stuff like bunches of shit and the kid went through it for a very long time and um he actually had some like original like some of the first like gel tabs that were ever made wow um in his like little binder um it was pretty cool so um yeah we got to experience that he's a really cool kid he's heavy into the glass game like um functional glass He's like a glass broker. He makes like, 
he has like hundred thousand dollar rigs, like glass rigs that you smoke out of. Jesus um, Christ! That he just trades, yeah, all over the world. Like, there's some crazy glass blowers in China, or not China, Japan. Sorry, you can't even. I don't think you can own the stuff to blow glass in Japan. Um, but um, there's some crazy people that come, and there's a there's a project in Michigan called the Michigan Glass Project, and they do it every year in Detroit in this building called the Russell and uh all the money goes it actually it actually goes to the schools in detroit it goes to the the detroit school district okay okay wow so and this is like this is like um a couple of million dollars like they they have one piece that they work on um last year it sold for nine hundred eighty thousand dollars okay that's that's fucking crazy. That's like fucking nuts. I can't yeah, even it's fathom. Like it's a whole other. It's a whole other market that people don't like realize that there's there's just so much money that circulates that is just untapped. from glass pieces. Just in glass and and things like art and and like there's just so much of it. And when you get into cannabis, you start to see all this stuff because I mean we were black market when we started. Um, we started in a basement with with a light, 1,000 watt light. And in two years, I had two rooms and 24 lights. And then in four years, we were breaking ground on that 80 foot piece of property. And then now we're here at our second year of harvest. And you think most people start off like you? No. How did most people um, get into the industry? Money previous money like a lot of a uh, lot of people that were trust fund people are um cap cap uh, venture capitalists okay um but they find people so there's a law in michigan michigan's cool they made it pretty hard for people from out of state to come in and like start their grow so you had to have somebody that was a caregiver for two years and a resident in Michigan um, to even apply a license. So there's like a lot of people that came from Illinois, these big companies like Cresco and um, um, shit. I mean, there's like, um, who else? Kiva, like Kiva bars from California is out here. And they're, what they do is they sell their brand name to a processor. So like somebody like us in house, we would process their shit, package it in their packaging and sell it and make money off of it. And they're still keeping their brand appearance. So the cannabis industry, like legally and in like, so I say commercially and then black market are like, almost the same but two di totally different worlds like for instance like when i told you that you know um i was in sales um the only reason that i think we did so well in sales this year is because of the relation that i can put with the people that are managers of dispensaries that are that are the intake managers the ones that that are buying the cannabis and you got to remember these corporate people came in and were like, okay, we got to hire Michigan people that know Michigan market because the thing about Michigan cannabis is it's, it's totally different than any state. Our cannabis is held to a higher standard 
than anyone else in the United States. Right, but higher than food. California. Yeah, but like the quality and like the way it looks in the gen, like, like California has really fire ass weed, like really fucking good weed. Michigan has really fire ass recreational weed. So like everybody knows cookies, right? Um, yeah. Burner, the rapper. Um, they're in Michigan. They have a they have a, a company out here. Um, but what they had, what they did is they came in and headhunted some growers and um, pretty much took their shit and took over corporately. So like a lot of these big guys, if you're not like, and it it's a big thing that the thing about our our company is we are a Michigan started company. So, um, Brittany's family is who invested and just not her family. Her father is the one who invested all of his time, not just time, but money and effort, um, into this company because I'll give you some background on Brittany. So I, I think I told, but, but, um, she had autoimmune encephalitis and she had um, chronic pain syndrome, severe PTSD, um, several things. I mean, CRPS, CRPS migraines. migraines. I mean, like the craziest migraines you you could ever think of, like delusional migraines. Um, just pain so bad that you like you don't even know what pain is until you like see somebody in full body sweats because they're in pain and you, and it's not physical. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, it's physical pain, but you can't like, it's not like a broken arm. So from an outside person looking at it, you can't see it. So like, you know, when people say they're sick and people are like, Oh, you're not like, that's just because they're just not seeing an outside appearance of sickness. Right. You know, even though Brittany was underweight and, and was pale as shit, like, people were like, you're beautiful. You're not sick, you know? Even um, though I was spending almost every day in bed all day, like, writhing in pain and couldn't function. Um, so in 2008, when I was 16, I got my medical marijuana card. And okay. Both my parents had to sign off on that since I was a minor. Um, so that's what made them want to, you know, invest into the company. Right, right. Because it helps me so drastically that they wanted to help other people. That's really awesome. She was taking like 31 pills a day. Yeah. Oh, my God. So many prescription drugs. And I was on, like, you know, benzos, sleeping medicine, um, pain medicine, like, like multiple crazy you know, psychotic like something to keep me steady something to wake me up something to bring me down because they had me on so much stuff that it was like nerve pills brain pills like everything it was just like you much. know on wolf of wall street when he's walking down the stairs and he's like talking i know about exactly what, what you're talking about literally that's like what it was so like, we'd really save both of you yeah wow that's why and we so... really like fought and Brittany really saved me the the final way by her um beating the shit out of me not physically but um with love what a romantic and uh <laughs> and, um, and um making me see uh, the brighter side of life and 
things don't have to be the way that you um you portray them every time. Nice, nice. Yeah, and, and you don't have to live in you know the past of what you did you can move forward and that's what you know a lot of issues are with people is you know they can't move forward and they get stuck in that mindset you know i'll always be just this you know but got to keep pushing right so i do have but i do have some more questions for y'all from from some of the chats i always put out some uh opportunities to ask questions on some of the chats i'm in uh, one okay. of them, one of them asks, okay, so you're probably going to roll your eyes at this, but I ask all questions. Manuel and Cooper from the Kansas chat ask if they can be weed testers. Uh, actually, that's funny. Um, that'll be upcoming. That, that'll be upcoming. Um, that is an industry. My lawyer did call me today and offer me a thousand dollars to test somebody's weed. So that is real. Wow. That okay. will be a possibility. Um, uh, not right now with us. Um, and I don't know if you'd get paid. And I don't know if you'd get paid, but <laughs> people do do that, you know. Uh, pain and okay. weed. Pain and weed, you know, some kind of monetary value. Oh, uh, that's every stoner's um, dream. So I want to point something out real quick um, yeah. about, so we, you know, you, you talked about government. Let's talk about our taxation. Oh, shit. I totally forgot about that. Let's talk about this. You can't forget about this. <laughs> so, so, you ever heard of the 280E? No. The Al Capone tax. That's how they busted Al Capone. Okay. So, they made a tax law where you can legally sell illegal goods as long as you pay. 70 percent in taxes is that what so you i'm gonna let britney taxes in i'm gonna let britney pick up on this so um tax law allows it so a lot of that tax burden is passed on to mostly the retailers dispensaries provisioning centers they pay the majority of that 70 percent to ade tax since we aren't selling directly to a consumer um you can do things with cost of goods sold. So our tax cost of goods sold. So our tax comes out a lot lower than that, but it still is pretty high. And then when you get to the end consumer, they pay, what is it in Michigan? 20 some percent almost on the oh my God. adult, oh. use, side. adult uh, use side. It's like uh 23% tax on the end sale. So that's extortion, dude. Also, right. <laughs> listen, yeah, so, like, if you add that up, you're already at, like, 110%, and you're like, people are like, how the fuck is that even possible? That's not even, that's just the, the tip of it. So that's the extreme part of it. That's, so that's government math. Yeah, yeah, so processing and, and, and grow, we have to tax 40% of revenue. Wow. Wow. But we get to write we get to write things off such as like other like just like other businesses we get to write off like our irrigation and um I don't know I'm not Brittany would have to speak some just general business expenses like, that other businesses can write off the grow can do um dispensaries are just prohibited because they're more directly engaged in illegal activity wow okay that's cool man 
So how do you guys transport it? Like, can you, do you only do like in, like in state transportation or do you go from state to state, like legal states? So it can only be in state, um, interstate transfers are still federally illegal. I believe there's a bill pending that's trying to change that. Um, okay. But it doesn't seem likely to go through. For transporting around the state, um, we use secure transport, um, a secure transport company, and they use, you know, secure vehicles, and that's how you have to transport all of your cannabis. Secure vehicles. That's it. Secured by um, GPS by the state. Oh wow! Um, there's only like one. There's only one company in Michigan that is doing armored, like guarded security. Everyone okay. else don't even. I I. I don't. I know some of them wear vests. Some of them are m more on the you know covert side, but it's all unmarked vehicles. Um, they're like sprinter vans and shit like that. You know just something that you wouldn't suspect so it's not like we had transportation on the side of it like you know how money's transported and stuff like that like yeah. how brinks and brinks cannot get into it at all okay and like there was a really um crazy thing and at one point in time so there was like some stipulation about how we paid our for our taxes supposedly we had to pay for them in cash and we had to go to Ohio to pay for them. So we would be committing a federal crime by moving drug, moving money. drug money to Ohio to pay for our fucking license fee. But I mean, like, who's going I to mean, taxes, go to Ohio? I mean, taxes, sorry, tax fee. Tax fee. They yeah. would have federal agents and, and probably state troopers sitting at the border. And they can seize the money. And they can seize the money. So but they then they'd have to go just, to Ohio, and I don't think that's any, something anyone's willing no, to do. No, we have no, 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 no. Oh, I get what you're saying. So, <laughs> no one wants to go to Ohio. Sorry, everyone <laughs> from Ohio, <laughs> but fuck your state. Sorry, Ohio. Yeah. I was born there, and I got the fuck out. Bro, fuck she came Ohio. out of the womb and said, "Fuck this place." <laughs> but um, yeah, so, that's really fucked up, dude. It's crazy, and um, you have to think about, um, you know, we have, like, uh, in, in our peak season, we hire about 40, 50 people okay. during harvesting and planting. Okay. So, um, we're producing a lot of, like, revenue, and... Basically being punished for it. Being punished for it by taxes. And we give money back to the community, like through, you know, fireworks and donations like, to the police office. And like the cops, not, I mean, I'm not like, you know, I am not a person that loves the police. You heard my first, I didn't talk about this. Um, or maybe I did when you were recording, but um, first altercation with the police officer was uh, me staring down a, a barrel and him. Uh, stealing three thousand dollars from me because I was um, deemed the drug kingpin of Okaloosa County, and I hope somebody I hope somebody from Okaloosa County is listening to this and laughing right now because they know exactly what I'm talking about. Damn. Well, like the in everything, so uh, dirty. like in everything, I mean the mafia the mafia demands its cut. I mean, like 
I don't think that the FDA was uh, regulating the crack cocaine coming out of Colombia when the CIA was selling it to the inner cities. Like, not at all. But like, you know, fuck a fuck a fuck Farmer Brown and his uh, humble fiance. And we're gonna, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's um, I mean, even as so, you have to think about this, okay? So, as being a cannabis okay so we have a story for you we were going over to canada okay to go on a wine tour with some friends for her birthday super just fucking basic thing to do you know um we get stopped at the fucking border they take britney's passport and my passport and i guess there's something on there that says that we are affiliated with cannabis and they ripped our fucking car apart and um Jesus. we're convinced they were gonna find stuff they told they us were, they, they said, told us <laughs> they said oh something came up on your background check we're gonna need you guys to pull over and now that neither of us has ever been in trouble in like any I, type of way like so. i got it i've had a misdemeanor for a pipe charge and i i did like six hours in in county <laughs> like you but know, it got dropped. But I, it got dropped. You so know what I mean? So there shouldn't be anything so, on a record. And they indicated that <laughs> it had to do that. with our work. So, well, Farmer yeah. Brittany, don't you know that you're growing a fucking, uh, a living sin? God. Right, I know. Contributing I mean, to the demise of the youth. Pretty oh, much, my. we are, in, in, the, in the government's eyes, we are a, a, a gang that is operating under the federal law of 280. Degenerates. Much. Literally, Absolutely. we are straight degens. <laughs> There's man. a lot of rules where if we slip a little bit, we like immediately become a cartel if we don't follow them. I mean, okay, I'm sorry, like, but that's pretty fucking if, rad. It is. It is pretty rad, and it's it's really. I mean, it's rad. It's it's um, it's a really fun industry to be in because um, you meet a lot of really cool people like it's i don't know about anybody who's listening if they're in the cannabis industry in any other state but it's a really tight-knit state and and when somebody knows who you are and what you do and what you produce um your name holds weight it's, it's almost like that old school hippie vibe of of just like when you're in high school and like you had to know somebody to get some weed and and like it was from like it passed through like five hands just to get to you you know what i mean yeah that is pretty tight. It's, um, Michigan's a it, it's a unique place, and and they really honor their their craft cannabis and their craft extracts. So high terpene flower, really beautiful. I don't know if you're a cannabis uh, partaker at all. I hope you are. From um, what I've heard, what you do for work. Oh, uh, dude. Your back. Se- yeah, dude. Since I quit prison, um, I have. Part partaken in the uh, the unholy uh, cactus, but um, <laughs> I I don't um, I don't do it as much as as I'd like to. I'm still in the in the reserves until like for a couple months. But like, dude, go. Oh yeah, no good. Whenever whenever I'm uh, whenever I'm up, dog. My um, wife loves you, it. My wife. You know you're day. you know you're you're welcome. Oh, yeah. You know you're welcome to come up at any time. We had a great weekend this past weekend with some some fellow. Oh, with uh, yeah, with uh, fucking yeah. George Clooney. Yep. Fuck George yeah, Clooney dog. And and uh and uh Mercadex and yeah, or Muck and um, 
it was a great time. We had a blast. We oh, we dude. shot guns and and um, got drunk and trip balls. It was a great time. <laughs> dude, like, don't. I'm I'm not gonna talk to my wife about that because like she'll pack her bags tonight. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, whenever but, you get out, you're always welcome, bud. Thanks, Don. You know Last question before we go on to prison corruption. I know that you're excited oh, for this yeah. one. But, uh, I am just waiting for this one. I don't know how Brittany feels about the community in general, but do um, a question from Kansas Liberty Chat was, is it feasible uh, to be a humble farmer to fund boob-related fun stuff? Can you repeat that one more time? Uh, it, like being, um, being a farmer, do you guys – do, like make enough in order to fund like fun book related stuff from the Kansas chat. That was the question. I mean, not yet. Not but yet. We but... just got started and things are looking good. So yeah, you know, the future is. Um, future I've is got high. some things in the work. Um, trying to start some companies right now. Um, that will, um, help some like-minded veterans, like um, some people in our community. Um. So, um, there's, there's, um, there's, it, it funds it for myself okay. and oh, for yeah. Brittany. Um, but it's not enough for funding it for other people, but yes, we have cool shit and, um, yes, we have plate carriers and yes, we, Brittany knows how to shoot pistols and carbines. I am going to have to ask you, okay, so I just got my wife a vest, and I'll have to ask you when we stop recording about what vest you guys have. But uh, anyways, prison corruption, let's do this shit. My let's favorite go. part of every episode, every ANCAP, every ANCOM, every fucking liberty-minded person should know what happens in prison because let's be fucking real, y'all. Half of y'all are going to end up there anyways if y'all want to do half the <laughs> shit that you claim you want to do. So let's get into exactly. it. This, this week... Big Perm's going to take the reins on this one. Do you think, homeboy? So, I have never been to prison or to jail. But I have a lot of friends who are incarcerated right now, who have been incarcerated, um, who have... Um, died in prison who have um done crazy things um so let's start it off where do you want to start with this i mean dude this is this so, is okay this week let's is your segment parchment let's start hold on hold on i got it right now let's start with good old parchment prison in mississippi the oldest prison, the in oldest the prison that still practices slave laws Jesus, so, fuck. Indentured servitude. It, you to work. What is it? Indentured servitude. You have to work Indentured when you servitude. Every, input, every inmate, no matter the level of them, has to put in some type of work. And it's for free for large corporations. If you look up the companies that use prison labor, you would be just... Most people just. Oh, uh, we'll get into that. Hold on. Let's just start with let's start with parchment. So, parchment prison is I think like some ridic ridiculous like a thousand acre that was given to the state of Mississippi by the parchment family. Okay, so it's state ran. 
Oh, this is a um, family business. So it was a fan, like the land was given, but it's ran by the state. It's very weird, Mississippi. Um, so this is not, it's not a privatized prison. We'll get into that. Um, but this is a state penitentiary and it is about 800 acres. Okay. And I don't think they've done construction since 19, whenever it was built. And it, it is, it is terrible. So for instance, let me, let me go back to, um, so one of my good, um, someone that I know, um, that's a, a good person. He means well, um, he owes me some money. So Rashi, if you're listening, I need that $26,000. You must fucking <laughs> money, dog. You scumbag. <laughs> um, anyways, but, um, so. Oh, he would FaceTime us. He would FaceTime us all the time. While and, he was in prison. While in prison, okay? Every night. I, I no comment I gave on him, that. I <laughs> gave him $26,000 while he was in prison. Holy to help shit. him get by. To get help, to feed him, to help him not die, to get him out of trouble, to get him high. Because I'm a good guy, and I used to be in the music industry, obviously, pot, music. So I know a lot of rappers. I know a lot of real rappers, like real real rappers that are famous people. I'm not going to name who they are. I don't want to dispose that. Um, but he would FaceTime us. He would FaceTime me every, every day. And um, he'd also send me videos. So... They smoked a lot of meth and spice in prison. I'm not surprised. And I have videos of them. Like, so this has happened a lot of times. The, the, this is something that doesn't really go in the news. But if you Google about parchment prison, you'll see it and it'll pop up and you're just going to, your mind's going to be blown. Um, so the guards constantly um, go on strike. So no food gets made, nothing happens. And they, the last time that the prison went on strike, the guards, I mean, the, the prisoners were killing themselves, hanging themselves in an act of, of um, of desperation. of desperation and protesting because they were literally had no power, no water, no running water, no power. People were like shitting and pissing all over the floor. They had to like tape, like tape the, like put saran wrap over the toilet to keep the smell down. And the floors were just paper towels. And they went on for, I can't pull up my phone Go to Renzo Soprano. I know that at two and a half weeks in is when he sent us a video of a person lying dead in the hallway and another person hanging. Oh and my God! They yeah. Had been there for Holy about shit! A day and a half. Yeah, he sent me a Jesus video. Fuck. There was someone. Someone had gotten their throat slit in the hallway, and then someone had hung themselves right down the the hallway, and, and he was just the dude was just spinning. And he said he had been hanging there for about four or five days. Jesus fuck, man. So imagine the smell and the chaos. And 
and remember that there's no air conditioning no at air point. conditioning at this point it's oh, in yeah. mississippi my last my last We're facility in the facility i worked before with, had no air conditioning i i i know exactly what you mean yeah and it, it's fucking god awful i mean it's i mean and they you weren't know, giving them food wasn't given they weren't giving them even food so no even not even they couldn't even buy commissary there was they weren't even accepting money in or anything i mean yeah. there was big protest outside in in parchment prison when you if you google it the picture that comes up is the front gate and it says parchment prison and it looks like a toll booth i mean okay. it's like a big fucking facility um yeah a ginormous facility and it's it's terrible so 23 people died in two weeks from either going insane and killing themselves or um gang fights people acting out in in frustration and anger because mostly that's always what happens um let's be real um i'm sure you know yeah um, and a lot of it was, um, it was really fucked up, man. Like, so let's like talk about polit like hood politics. Um, so they have, you know, there's, there's the main gangs, the bloods, the crips, the, um, GD and, uh, the, the GDs are really big gangster disciples. Um, they're fucking hardcore, dude. Holy shit. Yeah, those motherfuckers. I know, I know some GDs, and I know this dude. His name's OSO Hammerhead, and they call him Hammerhead because I guess he's literally taken hammers to people's heads several times, and he's a GD. Um, but like I know, like I said, crazy people. Um, I'm sure someone's listening to this conversation. Um about someone I've affiliated with, which sucks. Um, so let's talk about, let's get back to the point of fucking prison. So when my buddy was locked up, um, they went through, this is not the time that I'm talking about. So at Parchment, they don't even report like a lot of the death, the, the deaths. And um, it's just a very authoritarian and like they feel like they are some sort of fucking gods there and um like it's so bad that like um the guards run pretty much the prison the guards okay the gangs run the guards let's be real here um oh yeah the gangs run the guards the guards bring the cell phones in i mean like they're getting paid shit and there is a lot of money i I mean, I know, I know people in, in other places in Mississippi, not just parchment, but, um, other prison facilities that are, that are getting, um, ounces of fucking better weed than I can get in Michigan on the black market sometimes. Oh yeah, dude. It's pretty tempting. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's crazy. Yeah. It's very, like you said, it's like, it's, it's almost like a drug. Oh yeah. You dude. know, you get that first rush of, of making it happen and you're like, fuck yeah, like, you grasp on that shit, and you keep going, and going, and going, um, but, you know, a lot of it was, um, these dudes would, I mean, collect female guards into, like, um, you know, being, like, in a relationship with them, and, like, that's when the big things happen, that's when, like, you get shipments of, like, 
you know, ounces of heroin inside of a prison or meth and shit like that because a female CEO is bringing in a shitload because, you know, more curves on her body and, and stuff like that, you know, places to put, you know, you can fit an ounce of, of, of meth right in between your tits, you know, let's be real here, um, and go through a scanner, you know, they're not scanning guards for, like, with x-ray, have you ever been scanned with x-ray going into your, to do duty? Uh, I, I went through a metal detector, and all my shit got scanned in an x-ray, like, honestly, and I made, I, I told the warden this, I told my sergeant this, I told my lieutenant this, but I, I could sneak a gun in there. Like I, I could do anything oh, yeah. I want. I could bring anything in I want, and I didn't. Like I, I still right, gotta, I still gotta like get these people to give me references for new jobs in the future. So I never did any of that shit. But like, yo, <laughs> I could if I wanted to, and I was open about it. I mean, literally. I mean, yeah. And you, uh, you almost have to be open if you're not. I mean, let's be real. Let's talk about like the um, targeting of guards. Like you know, some guards are like you they're good people they're actually there to help people that aren't fucking you know that are fucking mentally insane and and are in jail for the the processor the process you're talking about uh they actually have a name for it and several books have been written about it's called downing a duck uh a down duck is when a uh is the process of uh flipping a uh a co or a guard oh Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a big thing. They, they flip COs. And so I, I'm talking about, I know a lot. Okay. So Florida is a little more guards. I don't know the prison politics in Florida, like the guards actually run prisons in Florida and drugs are mostly smuggled in. So in Florida, they have, you know, like guard detail. Like, so, I mean, um, they have like the prisoners have to do like road work and stuff like that, like cutting the grass and picking up trash. That's a big thing in Florida. Oh yeah, we had that too. It's called work release. Yep. So they do a lot of work release, but that's how a lot of drugs are brought in is is through work release. You know, that's 90% of, of drugs and shit. And not even drugs. Let's just be real. Fucking tobacco. Oh, tobacco is a big push. Like, dude, <laughs> a couple times, um, I helped my friend and I, I sent him like, uh, this is he, he was down bad and I was like, dude, I'm not helping you anymore. This is back to the dude Rachi and he was like, listen, I need you to do one thing. I need you to go buy a bag of tobacco and. St- and then buy some liquid K2 and spray it on the tobacco, and I'll never ask you for another favor. He asked me for several favors after this, and I'm a good dude, of course. Give money, dog. Yeah, he'll give it to me. He's, he's, he, he felt a little pressure when he went back to jail this time. Um, he says. Um, I need my money, man. Let's be right here. <laughs> I'm just kidding. This is all just fictional. Um, allegedly in Minecraft. Allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> oh man. Um. But. So, anyways. Um. So, like, in each state, it changes. Like, have have you ever heard of uh the the dude Ryan Leone? No. 
Oh my god, look at that fucking spider on the windshield. Bro. Oh my god, I can't even get it off. Oh, it's a never mind, it's a grasshopper. I was like, <laughs> holy shit. Jesus Christ. Um so there's this guy Ryan. I'm not gonna Leo. edit that out. I'm gonna leave it just as it is. <laughs> so there's this guy, his name's Ryan Leone. Ryan, if you're listening, you better fucking give me a shout out on your page, asshole. Um, but he's got like a Patreon and everything, but he was like a a super crazy heroin addict and you should look him up and probably try to get him on your fucking podcast because he's got a word. So he's like met Johnny Depp and shit, but he got arrested for bringing all the heroin into Santa Monica in the nineties. He was bringing in all the heroin through a cartel and a a federal cartel case came up and he was named um, like number one suspect of distribution. So he got busted like three times fucking going and getting like pounds of heroin. And like the last time the Spanish lady was like... Take care, mijo, in Spanish. Like, mijo, obviously, is, like, little one. But, um, like, was, like, take care in Spanish and, and dipped out. And he got arrested right away. You should listen to his shit. He's super, like, he's been through some crazy shit. He did, like, 13 years in prison and, like, actively did drugs in prison. Um, but, like, um, in Florida... Like, where my buddy's at in prison, so shout out fucking free Kevin Chang. Um, Kevin's my good, like, I call him my brother. Um, Kevin is, um, is, a, is a great guy. He's just, he got sentenced to nine years in prison at 16 years old for oh a pound of weed. Oh, my God. So, um... When he, and he got, so, and he got trial, he got tried as an adult. So Kevin grew up in the, in the prison and, um, the like leading up, like a couple, Kevin grew up in the prison and grew up in rank. Um, and he never was in a gang. So you have to, and you know about, so Island Pacific and anyone that's an Asian descent, in prison is straight fucking minority because of yeah. the gang policies. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, um, it was me is, and one you know, inmate in my facility. Mafia. Right. I mean, you know, the Asian, you know, I mean, really? Wow. So, yeah, like, that was it. Um, that's crazy. So, like, the Asian, the Asian, okay, so, like, the Asian mafia is, like, the own like the Asian mafia is like a real thing and like um like if you go to like a big place like and you're like there's like 15 Asians there and you're Asian you you're joining the Asian mafia because if not you're fucking dead like wow they will let you die like you know I mean Asians are very cultural as people and I respect them for that um, oh you trust know? me um, I I know <laughs> trust me I get yeah, it. You know, I mean, you are, 
you get it, <laughs> you know? So, um, and especially, you know, like um, people from, you know, Korea and, and Taiwan and, and Japan, like um, they're really holding that, that, that pride and, and, and I, I love it. I, I study a lot of Asian culture and Asian history to better myself. And that's how I think that I've, I've become the person that I am is through meditation and through different acts of, 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 um, styles of combat and, um, bro, those people are super xenophobic. Like I'm Japanese. So maybe I I've experienced the worst of it, but those people are super xenophobic and racist. You should study other people, but again, Japanese. So who was I, I, who did I say I was studying? Who are you studying? Oh, I don't, I wasn't studying anyone. I was talking about, I just, I was talking about different cultures. Yeah. And studying different cultures. Like, I don't, I, I fuck with the Japanese. Bro. I don't, I don't, I don't, um, there's some different, like, like, uh, like Taiwan and, and places like that. I don't, um, believe in like um, the government that they have there and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's good to learn from. You know, it's good to learn from. But it is good to learn from. But so Kevin in Florida. So Kevin is is locked up for Edgerton County, and um, he's doing eleven twenty nine, which is like Florida's like protocol like if you get in trouble you're doing 1129 which is right shy of a year so you don't go to a state pen so you're at um like a like a county jail and all the jails in florida are privatized and they just suck money up so all of them in florida in florida it costs yeah all of them all of, I don't think there's one state. Uh, I don't think there's one state prison. They're all privatized. I was gonna try to talk to Miss Buckles about that because uh, she's really big into uh, like we um, a lot of uh, a lot of ANCAPs talk about how in Ancapistan we'd have private courts and private prisons, and that's just so wrong. Like we should not have private prisons. Private prison, all prisons wrong. And, and imprisoning people is is fucking wrong. So hopefully I'll uh, I'll have I'll talk more about that in the future. Yeah, I mean, um, let's be real. Like, uh, I think if you look in the history of life, um, oppression is just like prison, and that's what people have always tried to instill on people for fear and power. So why the fuck would we continue to do that? Yep. You know. Um, especially, you know, with, um, the, the world that everybody want, dreams of living in, you know, what are you going to do about bad people, you know? Right. But, Good all right. Good question for an ANCOM, ANCAP, you know, let's keep going. Right. But, um, all right, uh, before, um, before we start, but before I start asking about body armor on our, uh, and I stop recording, um, again, I'm talking to big perm and talking to his lovely fiance uh Brittany, what is what is your uh what's your instagram name again 
I'm so Yo, used to this song. No. Well, you have two. It, it's a, it's real can. It her, it's, it's a brilliant Britney, but everyone Love go follow Britney her. Or real can of queen. Yeah. Depends if you want to see me smoking weed or not. <laughs> yeah. Real, uh, the brilliant Britney for political shit and life stuff, and then can of queen if you want to see um, pot smoking, a hot girl smoking pot. There you go. I'm, I'm Jay Flintlock. <laughs> From the Flintlock faction, you can find me on Instagram at Flintlocks of Freedom. This is me signing off, and I smoke two joints in the morning. I smoke two joints at night. I smoke two joints in the afternoon. It makes me feel alright. I smoke.